I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. to the republic for which it stands under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all Like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The my pillow guy. And you're looking good. He's still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever. My pillow 2.0. When I invented my pillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. My pillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. My pillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of my pillow. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a my pillow or not, you need to get the brand new my pillow 2.0. Call or go to mypillow.com now. Use your promo code and for a limited time when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. You're sleeping even better. And cooler, too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. Visit MyPillow.com. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now.
Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Yo, brother, what's going on? Oh, nothing much, man. Just got off the rig. What y'all got shaking tonight? Oh, really? Yeah, man, sounds like a plan. All right, I'll see y'all in a little while. Later.
Cause I'm a ride around, I'm on a ride some more And I'll be bumping those super soccer speakers in my 4x4 Call up my country queen, my Dixie land alive But cut off some her caboose, a cheetah pipe tight Nicknamed the world of mine cause she's out of sight Yeah, she's so high when she's by my side Feel like I'm floating through the air like Clyde the Glide Got on my boots and spurs, just knowing her she gon' let me Tell me how to be a country boy Excuse me, sir, but have you lost your mind? You take your shiny shoes and your suit and tie And tote your ass back north of the Mason-Dixon line And don't forget your pain, cause I ain't gonna sign We gon' turn it on, crank it up I sound a crown in a Dixie cup Get back in the pines and lose our mind to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much better beloved better half. V. Lynn. Hello, Patriots. So what's going on? Uh, we're back, and we've got the uh, crew with us. Yes. Yes, we have as the Humanity we, Coalition back um, with a new guest. As we've got somebody new. You may have heard of. Uh, we will add them in. How you doing? We have them. Vlad, welcome back. Hey, Glenn. Glenn. Well, Glad thank you. It's an honor to be back. Uh, let's see who else we have here. Uh, Dr. Dubai, but it looks like he just stepped away from yep. his chair for a second. He'll be back He'll here be in, back a in a minute. Yeah. So we'll bring Absolutely. him in. Fantastic. So how are you guys doing tonight? I'm good. How about you? Good. Did you have a good Easter? Sure did. Outstanding. Uh, Pastor Mike from San Jose. I would listen to him really close. Um, we're going to be getting some clips from it and uh, we'll be adding that to our library also. Cool. Sweet. Uh, He's the uh, the only one that kept his church open during all of uh, COVID, right? If I remember well, correctly, I'm not, not sure he's the only one. He certainly was a, f a strong one that absolutely did. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean the only one in in that area. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. yeah. uh, in California, Silicon, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Silicon Valley. Yes, exactly. In California. Yeah, Very I mean, well put. That's, that's what it is. It is true. It's crazy. It has become that. Yes. Um, before we get rolling here, do me a favor and, and share 
the screen because there is a, a clip I want to play. Um, I was. Uh, oh. I know. I hate when you do this. I know. Last minute. It's not really last minute. Well, it kind of is. What? Which? Where is it? Okay, it's in uh, F. Should be an F O. To find out. Uh, no, F-A, sorry. All right, so it's, it's, yeah, we're yeah. still fucking around. All right. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, the top one, right. Noelle Teresa. All right. Okay. Being up north, this may interest y'all. Um, but I... No, this is something I downloaded. No, I, I did. Okay, well, then no, you did too. I downloaded this, and I talked to this... Um, I, I talked to the girl that posted this. They're actually getting more information together, and they're going to give it to us uh, for tomorrow. But I wanted to start with this clip. Didn't know if you guys saw this. Yeah. Might want to watch this. Oh, uh, no, you just made Vlad. Why did Vlad beg? go? Because uh, you just, you just you clicked on him. <laughs> All right. And uh, here yeah, we go. check this out. Everything I'm about to tell you is 100% true in all facts. This is really happening here in Niagara County, New York. We have a serial rapist, a serial rapist working in our courts as a practicing attorney. His name is Nicholas D'Angelo. He's a repeat offender. He was charged and convicted of rape, a violent rape back in 2009. Now, fast forward to today, he is currently charged with 12 counts of rape, multiple victims, including a child he trafficked from CPS custody, plus tampering with evidence, witnesses, and obstruction. And if you think it doesn't get any worse, it does. He just got arrested a few weeks ago for, I think, five campaign law violations. Um, they're mostly all felonies. I mean, they're almost all felonies. Um, but get this. He's still walking free. He was released on his own recognizance with the 12 counts of rape. Um, without any bail set, even though all of his charges qualified for bail, he didn't get a penny in bail. <laughs> even though they all qualified for bail, so he could have had bail set. The judge knew him so well that the judge did him that favor. Judge Richard Clock is his name. He recently retired. Um, I think he retired because of this case, but whatever. Um, the judge should have did the right thing and recused himself, but he decided not to. And he released Nick D'Angelo on his own recognizance after 12 counts of rape including a child, including a child. Um, Nick D'Angelo rapes people of all different ages, races, shapes, and sizes. It doesn't matter what you look like or who you are. It doesn't matter if you're a boy or a girl. He goes for you. He's he's sick. And because he's an attorney, he uses his law license to do that. The Bar Association, the Grievance Committee won't do a damn thing. We've already tried multiple times. Um, even though they could easily suspend his license in the meantime, they have his back as well. Um, we've reached out to legislators, assemblymen, um, our governor, D I mean, anyone you could think of, the FBI, we've reached out to. We've gone to anyone you could think of. This is happening here in Niagara County, New York. Um, let me remind you, he's a repeat offender. He was charged and convicted of a violent rape that took place back in 2009 as well. And he got off the hook back then because he knew all the judges and the attorneys and the everybody. He He's so well protected and connected because he runs judicial and political campaigns. He's very well protected. Um, so please share this, share the story. This is happening, like I said, in Niagara and Erie County, New York. How much did he give to the Democrats? I get that. This is a great question. They're actually, they're at that, that girl and, and another one that's working with her, um, is, uh, they're getting court records and all kinds of other information, um, together today. And they're going to have that for me tomorrow. So we'll get an update on that. You want to add Dr. Dubai? Yes, I will. I will add. And there you the go. Doc. And can, are they, did they mute themselves or are they? No, he, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he okay. muted himself. Okay, I there can. you go. So can you un unmute yourself? Well, I just requested it. But. There we go. Okay. Fantastic.
So Excellent. Anyway. All right. Doc, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Welcome to the Patriot Party Podcast. <laughs> he, he's got a unmute. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, Glenn typically takes me by surprise. Oh, it's an honor to be here, guys. And uh, I remember you very well. Um, just call me Sam. And uh, I'm looking forward to today very much. Hey, Glenn, how you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm so, doing okay. Two, two quick things. Um, uh, Ray Strom will be joining us again. Uh, and uh, you've all met myself, Ray Strom, and, and Jerry, Dr. Jerry Brady. Uh, Dr. Jerry Brady won't be here today. Uh, but between the four of us, uh, 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 Sam, Ray, myself, and, and Jerry, uh, we're, we're the core of, of the decision making. And there's layers going out from that. But uh, uh, we wanted to make sure that uh, the whole audience uh, got to meet uh, uh, Dr. DeBay. And uh, he has moderated a, a, a large number of our video captures. Uh, as, as you may see, as I'll go through a, a couple of them today. And, uh, uh, and, so, and, and he and I are generally the primary spokesman for any time there's follow-up requests from the press. All right. And is, uh, Doc, what's your, uh, what's your specialty? You're a medical doctor, obviously. What, uh, what do you focus on? Medical. Yeah, sure. So uh, first of all, can you hear me okay? Yes, yes just fine. Great. All right. So let me just give you a little background then. So um, as you know, my name is Dr. Sam Dubay. I was uh, one of the original uh, Canadian physicians to speak out against the harmful and unscientific uh, public health narrative uh, regarding the whole scandemic situation. So I'm technically uh, an academic physician. So I don't do clinical medicine, which put me in a very unique position, although I am trained as a family and sports medicine physician. Uh, originally, I was a, uh, a tenured faculty in engineering mathematics. So I essentially taught advanced calculus to engineering students. And that was a lot of fun and it was an honor. But I moved on from that uh, to become a consultant in the health and fitness field, which is what I was doing before uh, the three years uh, uh, dropped down on us. Yeah, basically, I'm also a human performance specialist, and I work with a lot of athletes. I specialize in strength and conditioning, and I did do some media work as well in the past. I co-hosted a television show called the Canadian Strength Athlete Series, which uh, spread all over the world and uh, served as a model for other shows of its kind, and that was also a lot of fun. Um, I host a podcast called The Fifth Doctor on Rumble, and it's kind of the natural progression from interviews that I was doing very early on in the scandemic um, with some of the uh, the dissenting physicians and researchers and even lawyers. And so the name comes from, you know, historically four, four out of five doctors made some very bad recommendations. You know, it was originally nine out of 10 physicians recommended smoking camel cigarettes. So that's where it comes from. So it should be the 10th doctor, but the fifth doctor kind of sounds like the fifth column or the fifth estate. And, you know, fans have told me that it's, it's more than suitable. Um, in terms of being involved with the, the COVID um, unfolding of the narrative, I uh, was probably best known for the videos titled Exposed very early on uh, during the scandemic, where I tried to bring attention to the, the persecution of Canadian physicians by organized medicine uh, here in Canada, in particular provinces. Um, I brought to light and brought to attention several physicians, had them come on as panels and interviewed and had a legal voice on as well. And those videos went viral. I mean, we had in the, in the, in the low millions of views uh, in part or in whole. And, and Alex Jones even featured a section of one of the videos on, uh, on his Infowars where Dr. Charles Hoff 
revealed his use of the D-dimer test to look for, um, you know, mic microcoagulation. So coagulation yeah. happening at very fine level. That's right. And in fact, it turned out later that Dr. Sukrit Bhakti and Dr. Uh, Rujane Killian, another Canadian, had used the D-dimer or were using it as well um, to look for these things. And so um, with the Human Coalition, our platform um, originally was known as L4A TV1. So Love for America. And, and that's where you guys appeared uh, mm -hmm. before. And uh, some of the things we did included most recently the exposure of the involvement of the department, so the U.S. Department of Defense and Department of Home Health and Homeland Security in the the whole vaccine narrative. I, I don't like to think of them as vaccines because the CDC had to redefine the term vaccine. And in fact, these things uh, in many people act as anti-vaccines because mm -hmm. of the harms that they're actually causing and a greater predisposition toward infection and adverse event from COVID. So um, these, uh, this video in particular uh, I did with um, the original researcher, Sasha Latipova and broadcaster uh, Lara Logan, and basically um, determined uh, the paper trail uh, citing um, all the acts and legislation that leads to the vaccines being considered military countermeasures and thus free of any type of regulation from the FDA or the Euro European Medicine Agency, as well as any safety and efficacy testing, and of course, um, medical uh, informed consent. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty big. And uh, we also uh, did an exposure of uh, Senator uh, Robert Malcolm of Australia, along with information provided by Dr. Philip uh, Altman, uh, who was very active as a senior um, um, consultant in the pharmaceutical industry, particularly in Australia, where uh, the senator challenged uh, the sitting government and uh, and public health in Australia uh, regarding all the all the figures and the adverse events and the deaths uh, and the, the 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 entire response of Australia to uh, to the to the pandemic, the scandemic. So right now, I am honored to be a part of this human coalition, and you have uh, a few members here with us today. So they include. Glenn, who, you know, Glenn Macko is a retired computer uh, systems engineer, computer software engineer. Uh, back then, software and systems were, <laughs> were very, very linked and very much the same. Sorry, Glenn. You're the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when they're rubbing rocks together, you know. Sorry, yeah. Glenn, I'm just kidding. I'm and, now they're all uh, going to be dinosaurs with the advent of AI. and, and Oh, God, yeah, don't even whatever, get me started so. yep. on that. And, I mean, there's some real inherent limitations in AI. But, you know, know only um, when Skynet, Skynet becomes self-aware, don't yeah, worry about it. That's, yeah, I don't know. I, I have some ideas about that whole self-awareness thing. But Glenn's also an activist, and he – he has really his impetus and his uh, force of will have have uh, really fueled a lot of our efforts here. So we owe a lot to Glenn, and he'll never tell you that. And of course, we have Raymond Strom on the call as well. And 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 Ray is a is a is a, is a, a geological scientist and and technician of the highest caliber. Um, and his scientific acumen has been applied to a lot of the the problems uh, um, involved in the uh, the so-called vaccines and in the data analysis. And Ray is also a board member of the Universal Conservative Party in Alberta. This is the party of the new Premier Danielle Smith. So uh, Ray is actually a mover and a shaker on the political landscape here in Canada, in the province that is very much like your Texas, right? So we say Alberta is the Texas <coughs> of Canada. 
And uh, if you spend any time down there, you'll see the similarities right away uh, in the culture, uh, the attitudes, the people, and the landscape as well. And in the background, we can't forget Vlad Tepes. Vlad is a highly experienced researcher and a journalist, both in writing and uh, uh, in, in broadcast form. And he's been fighting the good fight now for a long time. Um, he, uh, he has a blog called uh, Vlad Tepes Blog. And if you go there, you'll see that he's been trying to expose the truth for a long time. And he's got some fantastic articles and video clips you won't see anywhere else. So I'm giving Vlad a little plug here. There's no money in this. Um, this is just uh, information and truth seeking. So I'm I'm so grateful to be here. Glad I've talked enough. I'm very sorry. I'm just so excited. You can see I wear my red. Red is the color of anger. Yes, <laughs> we, we, we wear a lot of red. Um, actually, and before I, I have a, a clip from the uh, the press conference from the 24th uh, with Catherine Watt talking about the, well, how the DOD is kind of behind it all. So let's uh, let's share that real quick so that everyone understands kind of what we're talking about here because it's not pretty. No, it never is. Never is. It never is. You're right. Exactly. Not with the government. Come on. Come on. Jeez. Uh, this sucks. I hate doing this because I get know. There we I go. know. I think you got it. Uh, nope. No, I <laughs> you had it before. I had it before. Okay. One extra go. click. Like vaccines, gene therapies, biologics, and they did more test runs like 2003 SARS, 2006 MERS, and 2009 H1N1. That brings us up to the other transactions authority. And this was revealed through Pfizer's um, April 2022 motion to dismiss uh, whistleblower Brooke Jackson's False Claims Act case. They said this was not a vaccine. It was a DOD prototype. And we were never obligated to do valid clinical trials. We were never obligated to prove safety or efficacy to anyone. We never had to get FDA authorization through any of the normal guidance for industry channels because it was a prototype. On October 4th, 2022, the U.S. government endorsed that view and filed a statement of interest and support for the motion to dismiss, basically saying that clinical trials were never material or necessary for DOD to pay the contractors for producing and distributing the bioweapons known as COVID-19 vaccines. And so the, all of this became visible from 2020 to the present when the uh, World Health Organization Secretary General issued the Public Health Emergency of International Concern at the end of January 2020, and the HHS Secretary immediately triggered the domestic frameworks through the determination that a public health emergency exists, followed by PREP Act declarations for medical countermeasures, which are the weapons. And then Congress and the presidents, Trump and Biden, passed several additional congressional acts, um, funding and um, reinforcing the structure of the kill box and issued more executive orders under the Defense Production Act, under the Stafford Act, under the National Emergencies Act to sort of build out the program. Basically, what it built is a huge public and private funding stream for military-led um, bioweapons research and use. So that kind of gives you a background on what we're all talking about. So if you're not aware, that is kind of part of the discussion is the part that the DOD has manufactured these vaccines um, and they have mass produced the vaccines. They own the vaccine. Um, 
And there's no vaccine company that's going to, even if you try to sue, they're not going to take a hit for it because you have to ask permission to sue the government. And guess what? 90% of the time, every time you ask to sue the federal government, the federal government says, go piss in your hand and tell me which one fills up first. And I can tell you which one will fill up first. So that's kind of where we're at with it. Um, in that aspect from what Dr. Sam just told us about everything. So you're caught up now. Everybody's caught up. Everybody's on the same Everyone's screen. caught up. I hope. So, yeah. so guys, what we're here uh, for today basically is to talk about um, a launch of uh, some new initiatives that is uh, going down certain paths. We've been doing this now um, for some time. And um, basically it's, it involves the role of whistleblowers and it involves the role of people in general taking action. And um, we, we already worked with a very prominent whistleblower blower, and that is we did a, an almost type of a, a, a telethon video where we gave uh, a stage to the, the, the Vax damaged and we ran about eight hours and uh, it was, uh, in that sense, it was a respect. So Ivory Hecker, who originally whistle blew on the Fox affiliate uh, for Houston, Fox 26, in that fateful summer where she was doing a story on air conditioners in an alley, and then right at the end said, and tune in later and you'll see me blow the whistle on my own affiliate for not allowing me to do stories on hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. And so she is a, she is a hero. And she yeah. ended up with no money and... You know, basically now she's a very successful independent broadcaster and deserves everything that she's gotten for being the voice of truth. So what we'd like to do is um, discuss this new initiative. Now, the thing is, we there is new legislation uh, that's being considered um, regarding whistleblowers, and it 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 arguably may not be safe um to to be a whistleblower unless there's some protections in place and this is something that we do we do need to discuss but ultimately we're here to save the children and 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 that leads to saving humanity so time out time out time out out. you just said save when you say save the children what exactly are you referring to well, I'm not asking an adversarial way. I'm no, asking I know that. a general question. So injecting adults without informed consent is one thing, but imposing on defenseless, vulnerable beings that you are custodians for and entrusted uh, um, um, for their care uh, is, is unconscionable. It's it's uh, it's unbelievably unconscionable. And the sad thing is with the and yeah, let me use the term misinformation that's being propagated by public health, by big pharma, by government, you know, by politicians who have connections and incentives that we may not even be aware of. Um, it's just the most insidious thing. And so we need to protect the future of the human race and these innocent beings where, you know, many parents are feeling that what, I mean, you, you want to do right by your child. They think they're doing the right thing, but they're being completely lied to. And, and we saw that 
with Dr. Joseph uh, Latipo, the Surgeon General of Florida, it was mm -hmm. months ago that the official stance of Florida was to not recommend the shots for healthy children. And he got lambasted by the media for that stance. And if you want more information on this, watch the high wire with Del Bigtree. It's all detailed there. Yep. Okay. And then what happened just recently, I mean, very recently, the world health organization backtracked their stance on those shots for healthy children. They mm -hmm. the same thing. And it looks like there's more backtracking that's going to, going to occur. And just a few days ago, Switzerland stopped, um, basically stopped endorsing the shot for everybody. Yep. I right. saw that too. So actually, since you brought it up, um, I have a clip of Dr. Lapido on the high wire talking about the WHO walking back their recommendation for children. It's impossible. <laughs> there's no way that you, you had this pre-assembled. I did not. Because there's no way you're not this good. I, I did not. But I, 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 honestly, I didn't even know what I was walking into here, guys. So that was a total surprise. I have I have been married to you for 18. No, that's impossible. I, I know you way too well. No. No, but there it is. Dr. Sam and I have never spoken before. <laughs> I'm sure you're aware of what the WHO has said. So what are the details of that? What, what is it exactly the WHO is now sort of making as a recommendation to the world regarding this COVID vaccine in children? Thanks, Del. They are, they are carefully trying to, trying to dance on this tightrope of saying what the truth is without actually saying it. Okay. And the truth is, Children, healthy children, healthy young people shouldn't receive this, these mRNA COVID-19 vaccines because the benefits are outweighed by the risk. I mean, it's, it's unequivocal. There's just at this point in the pandemic, there's not even any question about that. But instead of saying that outright, they use the excuse of other vaccines being more important and it's up to nations to decide for themselves but you know they we we're not saying you should do it you can still do it if you want you know if you want for example to to harm the right. the young people in your country but yeah, that's i mean we they're saying what we said you know over about a year ago yeah. and it's it's based on the data and that was the truth then it's the truth now what else is yeah. there to say and, and when, we, when we look at this recommendation now, and as you've pointed out, and we obviously have reported on the high wire throughout time, uh, there are real issues with this vaccine, known issues that have been before the CDC, been before the FDA, issues of myocarditis, pericarditis, blood clots, all of these things. But especially in, in and, and you've done, you know, just to sort of recap, you really looked at this in your own population. Uh, just remind us sort of in your investigation, you know, looking at your population, the data coming in, what is really the high risk group uh, in your determination when it comes to this vaccine? Because it is it, there is a higher risk for certain individuals and demographics, is there not? Yeah, yeah, there is. And I, I, I think, honestly, the the risks with this vaccine and the unknowns are so broad that it, it's really unclear to me that anyone should be receiving them at this point in the mm. pandemic. But if you want to hone in on specific risks, 
there are risks with myocarditis and cardiac issues in general, and they really do seem to be concentrated in young people, young men and boys more than women, but they're present in women too. Okay. We've done an analysis here of data in Florida, a, a public health surveillance study, and we found somewhere around an 80% increased risk of cardiac death for young, for, for, for young men. Wow. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's, Young men dying from you know, their heart suddenly stopping, it's very uncommon, fortunately, but it doesn't make it okay to increase that risk substantially. And just a few weeks ago, a new study came out uh, in a journal, Nature Communication, so a very good journal, that did a similar, not quite the same, but similar analysis of people and young people in England and they actually found a 70% increased risk wow. that was just barely not statistically significant, just barely. I mean, just the confidence Got intervals it. just crossed over one, but it was a 70% increased risk in young boys and men right. of cardiac death. So, so that's your uh, Lapido on yeah. Del Big Tree, Latipo. which is... Whew, the Surgeon General of Florida. It's still amazing that you somehow figured that out and you never <laughs> even talked to Dr. Sam before. Weird. I mean, it's one of those things. Well, you know, this this uh, study came out today. This was kind of this was interesting that the uh, the fully vaxxed lose 25 years of life expectancy. So those fully vaccinated for COVID-19 with mRNA shots will lose 25 years off their life expectancy. A bombshell new study has revealed. Um, this comes from. Uh, data from the CDC, Cleveland Clinic, and insurance company risk assessment data uh, analyzed by Josh Sterling. They're saying that um, all-cause mortality shows that each vaccine dose increases mortality by 7% in 2022. Those who had five doses were 35% more likely to die in 2022. Um, and... Uh, if you were not vaccinated, you were not more likely to die in 2022. Yeah, so un unfortunately, oh. when money is involved, that's when things gets done, right? And so as detailed by Ed uh, Dowd, who is a former uh, BlackRock uh, mm -hmm. uh, um, um, executive, um, he, he, he actually exposed to, to, to mainstream uh, how bad this actually was with the, uh, the sudden deaths. And uh, because it was affecting the bottom line of these huge insurance companies, right? And then, and then how are they supposed to react? And then you look in the sports world and we often say in sports, you know, you want, you want to see how something goes down initially. It's usually the athletes that are exposed to, you know, different products first or different uh, uh, types of training or performance enhancement or equipment or whatever the case may be. And then it filters its way down to the average man, you know, the average woman, the weekend warrior, that sort of thing. But then you look at these athletes and they're finely tuned. They're specifically tuned. They're high performing. And they are they are you know examples of humanity where um they themselves uh are a filtering um um agent they're 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 an, they're an isolated population so just an example um on average given the um the the uh what's the word i'm looking for here sudden death how would you define sudden death okay so if you keep the definition the same and then you look annually what's the average number of sudden deaths among athletes worldwide and, and and that is 29 right mm -hmm. and then and then what's the number been since the rollout of the shots almost two orders of magnitude higher 1600 mm -hmm. yeah i was, I was gonna say it used to be uh like one or uh, 
two a month and now it's like 30 a month. So, and, and yet you guys know as well as I do, mainstream media is, is trying to maintain a narrative. Mm -hmm. It's like they have their answer and they're trying to propagate that answer. They already know what they want to say and they're trying to make it happen for the general public. You follow you, what I'm saying? Yeah, I follow exactly what you're saying. And the worst part about that is, first of all, those folks are the folks that everybody, you know, wants to see, you know, they're the ones that are televised, right? My question is, forget about those folks, because guess what? I've worked with their trainers before and I made their trainers tired. So if I can do that to their trainers, I'm guaranteeing I can smoke the crap out of them. What I'm more worried about and something that's been more covered up in the U.S. than anywhere else. And I don't know about Canada, but you all might want to start looking at this as well. Look at your military okay. members. Yeah, exactly. Because you know what? What I've heard is nine ambulances a morning running down the road during PT. Mm-hmm. During physical training, soldiers are passing out and dying yep. on the street. Right now, they're keeping the numbers quiet because they don't want you to know that it's almost 11 a morning on every single military installation across the United States. Yeah. And it's again, military, our military, some of the most highly trained uh, individuals uh, in the world and uh, a semi-isolated group as well, exactly as you were saying, um, I think we're connected there because I was just going to talk about that. And it is, again, unconscionable because they're making it they're It's it's almost more than mandated for the service people. Right. So it's like it's almost compulsory. And oh, yeah. yeah and, and making them do this. And they're supposed to be fine tuned machines for diplomacy, policing, um, um, enforcement of uh, uh, order, that sort of thing. And they're they're trying to follow the orders. And yet they're going against for many of them, their conscience. Right. And uh, I mean, let's wax philosophical for a moment. According to Nuremberg, the excuse I was just following orders doesn't apply anymore. Yeah. Right? For the superiors that are that are that are engaging in this. Right. Actually, so, uh, if I could cut in for one moment, I, I actually interviewed a captain who was he was let go from the, the, the forces, but he had done some research when he was still inside and had access to the military search engines. And that basically the higher the rank you are, the more likely you were not to have the shot or to be able to get out of the shot. If you're a colonel and above, you just had to say you didn't want the shot and you didn't get it. But captain and below, there was no way out. So, and there was direct correlation with rank and not having to get these shots. And I think if the, if they, if the, if at the beginning of this thing, if any of the higher ups actually believed the propaganda about the shots, they would have been shouldering the privates and the lower ranks out of the way to be first in line for them. Yep. And, and I concur. Uh, I have an acquaintance who retired special forces here. He said exactly the same thing to me. Okay. So yes. we have a problem. Yeah, he's retired special forces and he still keeps in touch with his teams. And yes. um, some of them got the shot in the dirt. So in a very strange way, you can say. But, I mean, no, the, I'm sorry. And when I say the shot in the dirt, the medics said, they I have the, the shots shot. here. You're not getting them. Here's your card. And the shot went in the dirt. Meaning they took them out back and broke them. Some Dirty. of them, some of those kids though, they they were they were straight up brainwashed and they went and got the shot anyway somewhere else. And now they're dying in their cars. On on base. On post. Yeah. 
Well, after I, I don't know if the Americans had an experience with mefloquine. It was. Uh, I know what it is. Well, a lot of Canadian forces were made to take an experimental anti-malarial drug, which is curious mm -hmm. because you know we've already got hydroxychloroquine by coincidence, yep. which really works well for that and is cheap and safe and available. And instead, there was a very expensive experimental drug <laughs> the Canadian forces were made to take called mefloquine, and it caused. Well, it caused, it was like the movie Jacob's Ladder. They went into, some of them went into violent rages and a lot of people died, a lot of people were hurt. So you'd think that maybe they'd be more, they'd have a different view of it, but anyway. Not if they had the same view of that that they have of this, not if they did that on purpose, just like they did this. Sorry, can you, can you, can you just re-parse re that? So... You said you, you think maybe they'd have a different view after methloquine. It's, I would it's, hope they would. It, unless, unless you look at it from the perspective that they knew what methloquine was going to do and they did it on purpose. Well, exactly. exactly. Which lands us back to the issue of the curious case of being able to use the corruption of the higher ranks to predict what they knew. Because like, like I said a minute ago, if they had actually believed the propaganda about the vaccines or the danger of the of the virus or the safety and efficacy, they would have done everything they could to get the shots first, pushing all the privates out of the way, like like watching someone you know yeah. on a football field. Yeah. So the fact that they went the other way at the beginning of this means something profound. Yeah. Yeah, and very interesting here in Canada as well are some of our highest ranking um military members uh, all of a sudden being involved in sex scandals coming out of the woodwork right do you want to talk that? that better than me so there was one general this is an interest this is an interesting case uh one general and he was head of a a division of the military whose job it was was to launch uh propaganda it was information warfare but against our own people right mm -hmm. that is to say he was the head of an information warfare department of the military and he was asked by the government to launch a campaign against the public. Now, they didn't say this in the media. I'm filling in some blanks here, but it was to get people to take the vaccine. He refused to do it. And a couple of days later, he was made to step down from the military because of an inappropriate relationship he had with a subordinate. What the, what the media did not say is that the relationship he had with a subordinate was for 25 years and they had children together. So, yeah, that is that sounds like it's angled to uh, make him retire. Oh, it was it was it was a ludicrous, and it was because he, yes, Glenn, I'm going to be interrupting. So just finish up, and we're mm -hmm. going to switch. Okay. So the the one more thing that's interesting is that when I first read the account, we have a we have a, an enemy propaganda media site here called CBC, which I'm hoping that uh, Elon Musk is going to put a warning on, just as he did. Uh, with uh, N NPC, NBC, NPR, NBC, a couple and others, BBC. Yeah. yeah, and and a couple others, and now that they, they've changed it to government-funded media. Correct. Okay, yeah. but, but, but CBC should be more than it should be whatever, whatever um, uh, RTV is, whatever RT is, it should be the same for CBC because it's purely government uh, enemy propaganda by the government against people. Anyway. When they first reported this story about the information campaign, um, information warfare campaign against the public, what they said it was, 
was that they were going to hang speakers from the trees in Nova Scotia, that they did do this, and that the speakers would have wolf sounds, and the wolf sounds was to frighten locals or something, and it was just this ludicrous story. And I, rec I read the story and thought, you know, I, I recognize that story. That's actually the plot of an Irish comedy called Father Ted. There's an episode called There's an episode of Father Ted where that's exactly what they do. I'm reading this thing going, CBC couldn't be doing that, could they? This sounds to me more like it was an, a propaganda campaign to force the Canadian public to take the vaccine. And, of course, as the years went by, that's precisely what it was. But yeah. that's how evil CBC is. And, and if you remember the episode, it wasn't wolves. It was wolfhounds that were howling. That was the episode. It had nothing to do with wolves. They had wolfhounds howling. Anyway, I'm sorry. You're right. I know the episode. Yeah, right. Glenn, just one second. We got to finish this. No, Glenn, hold on one second, man. Just one second. Vlad uncovered a beautiful video. Uh and it's the testimony during the National Citizens Inquiry just a few days ago of a former mainstream media representative. Oh, yes. Broadcaster with the, I believe with the CBC. What was his name? Rodney? Was it Rodney? Um, I'll, I'll find it. It is. Yeah, and, and that we need, guys, Patriot Party podcast. I'm begging you. We need to propagate that video. Oh, yeah. We need for sure. the world to see what kind of a propaganda machine the CBC has become since March of 2020. It is so blatant. And he shows all the examples. They are complicit to the murder of people. Oh, yeah. Like there is there is no word, I think, for the crime that the CBC has perpetrated. There's just no word for a crime of that magnitude. It is. I, I personally am, pl am planning to make them a Lenny Riefenstahl award and present it to them. What is the uh, what is the video? Uh, can you send me that video, Vlad? Or, I'm, or I'm looking for it. it right? and, and we'll play it on here. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking for it right now. It yeah, is so, it's it's okay. long, but if you can have have your audience access that, we need airtime yeah. for that. Yep. Yeah. yeah, we'll play it. We'll Thank play you it tomorrow so night. Thank, yeah, you. Absolutely. Thank you. So Not much. an issue. Can't, I can't stress enough how important this is. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put the link in the private chat in just a moment. Sounds Thank you. Good. Glenn, go ahead, sir. All right. So here's where I interrupt and say too much data and no action. So this this is isn't a debate around it being bad. Uh, I mean, we can we can go into all kinds of things of you know how deep is the slave state cycle we're going to, but, but we don't need to. Everyone is already angry of what's been going on, and and this is around moving toward action. And uh, so I'm I'm going to outline a, a couple of the items. I'm going to show a little bit uh, on the screen. Uh, we're going to talk with Ray. Ray's going to uh, give us a, a few of the actual things that happen as as part of going local. And uh, so, uh, assuming I'm good with uh, going into present mode. Yeah, you can share. Yeah, Go ahead. It. Okay. And do I, I, if I, if it's on it's mine it. and I'm playing it, I just, I do share screen. Yeah, yeah. Just share screen. Share screen, and it'll pop up down here. And I'll add it to the stream. All right. And the technology thing, it's crazy, isn't it? I know, it's terrible. This, this shit we can do with computers these days. My kid can run laps around me. Absolutely. It's almost scary. All right, Vlad, I got your I got your clip, sir. I'm going to copy that, and I will add that to my... Um, put it in our Telegram, and I'll, list of I'll, clips. I'll forward it to Liana's Telegram as well, and I bet she'll play it tomorrow. Yeah, she'll play it before us. So. Yeah, she'll play it tomorrow morning. Um, did I do that right? Do you have uh, no, don't see nope, it. don't see it yet? Okay, 
in the stream in Streamyard itself, like in on your screen at the bottom, there should be something that says present, and then you click on yeah. that. It says share yeah, screen. Uh, let's see. Okay. It should say there. there it is. I got your screen now, yeah, and I'm going to bring it All up. Right. Boop. There's your screen. That's what you're Boop. looking at. Go oh. for it. Come on, I switched. All right. Cool. And just bring up a full screen of uh, whichever one you're trying to play. Okay. We'll start with this one, which is uh, the primary one. You can see it labeled as uh, Liberate Pfizer Employees Initiative. Uh, it's still, we don't see it. still We're showing a uh, rumble. You're in another... You're in another oh, I see what it did. screen. You got to share okay. the screen that right, it shows right. up on. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm back, right? Yep. Well, yeah, add, okay. you got to add that screen to it. I let me see if it's there. Oh, let me see. Glenn, weren't you a computer software engineer? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. I'm sorry. Can help myself there. Just saying. Uh, you're, uh, you still have to share the other screen. You're not, that's, this is the wrong screen. You got to share your. Oh, yeah. I, I had that to begin with. Okay. Let me get back here. Let me Glenn is that. the fastest man on the abacus I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> man, they love giving you a hard time. Don't they Glenn? Oh, they do. You know, they Glenn, do. Glenn needs to be poked a little here, bit. Me, uh, not a lot of joy in his life. Me, yeah, kick that one. Kick that one from the studio real quick. And then you can. Uh -oh. oh, shit. Oh, we didn't mean to do that. We didn't mean to do that. Hold on. Well, maybe Glenn meant to do that. No, no, no we did no, that we by did accident. That. Hold on. I'll set him another. Hold on. I'll text him. We're, we're used to it. We're used to it. It's okay. He's out tell there. Me, tell him to jump back in. I didn't mean <laughs> to kick him. I booted him from this studio. No, no worries. Um, My bad. Didn't mean to do that. One, one more thing. While Glenn is off, uh, I just want to say this, and, and Ray and Vlad will, 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 will concur. The International Health Regulation Amendments and the Pandemic Treaty, they, they, they cannot be made to pass. They, they just cannot. We are in dire, dire danger here. Mm -hmm. When you look at what that pandemic treaty entails, uh, the World Health Organization pandemic treaty, and what it would do to hand over sovereignty of a nation and their decision-making power regarding not only pandemics, pandemics, but any potential, anything, they can label anything a potential pandemic. Have you guys been following James Rogowski? Yes. Okay. Yeah, James we, Rogowski, we, we have him on James, multiple yes. times. We yeah. have him on almost every, like every month that something comes out with the pandemic treaty, we bring him on and he explains it to us. He is yeah. the expert. Yeah. He is. By far, really we follow his Substack. All of our follow listeners follow his Substack. Everybody follows his Substack. We've been promoting his stuff since day one. Yeah, he's uh, he's been hot on this since like right off the, the bat. Guy. All right, yeah. there's Glenn. Yeah, Glenn's back. Glenn's back. Okay, sorry, Glenn. sorry, Glenn. Didn't we mean didn't to mean to boot you. I was all mad. We were trying to help you. <laughs> all, right. all right. So share the screen with the video on it. That's the best way to do it. Or the the. Um, so when you bring up your present, it'll bring up a bunch of different, it'll say share screen, click on share screen. It'll bring up another box and it'll say what screen you want to share. Just wanna, click on the one on that's higher, the actual on video. higher screen. Yeah. No, he wants to click one of these oh, in this one well, whatever. in the Chrome tab. 
Okay. While you're doing that. Well, I have this one pulled up over here. Oh, wait, oh on. there it is. It's doing that one. No, that's the wrong one. All right. Um, okay, that's not the right one. Removing it. Yeah. Picketh the rightest one. All right, so we'll play play this real quick because this is um this one. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the one that we saw because someone is actually doing something. It is it is actually happening too. Just in case you guys aren't aware, if you guys haven't seen this yet, this is kind of interesting. When I heard about this, I thought it was crap at first, and uh, par for the course. When I thought something was crap, it actually turned out to be true, and they're actually doing something about this. So I actually went and looked it but up, but not here. But not here. It's happening somewhere else in the world, but it's a good thing that it's happening. I mean, I think it's a good thing it's happening somewhere else in the world, my personal opinion, of course, but check this out. This is pretty crazy. It, it's a mm -hmm. good video if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. This is a very important video that you, Pascal, did some days ago with an American in Florida. Yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, three o'clock in the morning here and uh, nine o'clock in Florida in the evening. And I, I couldn't sleep and I was watching uh, my messages and there came a message from Dr. Martin from the States. David and, E. Martin. Yes, and he informed me that he had launched uh, criminal charges, indictments against Fauci. And I said, I, I called Anne Van der Steel, I said, let's, do a, let's break the news to the people. And she was driving the car, doing the talk with me, me at three o'clock here in the suit. And uh, I think we should share it to the to your audience uh, to get this very important piece of news uh, out of America. So just for about eight minutes, you will see that interview and we will be quiet. And afterwards, we will come back to you as you can see us in the interview. Yes, good evening, good night here from Switzerland, or good morning, I should say, and good evening to uh, Florida, USA, United States of America. Great to have you with us, Anne van der Steel. How are you doing? Pascal, never better. I've been uh, all over South Florida today meeting with people, learning a lot of information, sharing a lot of information, but tonight it seems as if uh, there's some explosive information that needs to be shared, and it needs to be shared immediately. Good, good. news, in fact. Good, good go news. ahead. So it, it looks like our friend David Martin, who has been very busy with Prosecute Now, has been working with three law enforcement agencies that shall not be named at this time in order to bring indictments against Ralph Barrett from the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill, one Anthony Fauci, and Peter Dajic with EcoHealth Alliance, who are the three musketeers that collaborated to bring this global pandemic and genocide and bioweapon against all of humanity. Uh, these names have been in our news, not the fake news, but our news for several years now. We've been talking about uh, the, the actual, uh, the, the evil that they perpetrated on humanity, the, 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 the bioweapon, the weaponization using gain-of-function research during a time when there was a moratorium on gain-of-function research. Fauci lied in Congress. He lied to Senator Rand Paul when Senator Rand Paul asked him if he was funding gain-of-function. Fauci lied. And the reason he could lie was because he was running the money through a non-governmental organization called Ego Health Alliance and Peter Dajic, who was funding Ralph Barrick and, of course, the Wuhan Virology Institute, 
for the gain of function research was also being conducted. Right. So this was all done during a time when they were not allowed to do it. They covered it up and lied and weaponized a coronavirus, which is a common garden variety cold that has been around for thousands of years, but they weaponized it and they spliced in, you know, DNA that includes the HIV gene and other. Now, we're not going to play, obviously, the whole nine minutes of this, but that first part is obviously the most important part yes. that they brought up criminal charges yes. against all three. Now, I I don't know who the gentleman I, we know, but I. We know Anne. We know Anne. Yeah. Um, but uh, she's a friend of ours. And I, I don't know who the gentleman is that's bringing these charges. I don't know if he's a prosecutor. No, that's Dr. David Martin. Again, he's a doctor. Yes, he's but he's working with some law enforcement agencies. I know he has been going from state to state, um, him personally, going from state to state, reaching out to uh, sheriffs, uh, state attorneys, attorney generals, anyone that could possibly bring charges. And apparently he had a very tiny little bit of success okay. with three I, I different just, I, I just hate people this that have the ability to bring charges. We have talked about this same thing several different times about other people doing the same thing. And it came to absolutely nothing. And we've seen it even on the federal side where we watched. Uh, Which is why we need to go local and start, and start building our communities at home. And I mean, and we've been preaching this for two years now. We've been telling people and and we honestly, we lead by example. Right. I quit my job over the jabs for I worked there for nine years. I could have gotten ex an exemption. I said, I'm I don't want to work for a company that's pushing these shots on your people. I'm sorry. I won't work for Nazis. Bye. And I walked and they're, oh, you, you, you're going to get your own hotel. I don't care. You know, we'll pay you six figures. I don't care. It's not worth it. And we we sold our house and we moved to a, we started a homestead. We moved to a new place with three acres and we got chickens and ducks and dogs and I crap ton of animals and I'm growing vegetables and we homeschooled our kid for a year, um, sure. two years. And, uh, you know, we're like, get out of the cities, homeschool your kids, grow your own food. But we've, while we've built a community online where we have been lacking is building a community in the new area that we're in. You know, we've met our neighbors here, um, probably even more than we did on where we used to live. But we've not really built that that strong local base that we're really going to need coming up here soon. Um, I mean, that's why I'm going to start selling eggs at the farmer's market to help meet those people and build that community. But any guidance you can give us on that score, Glenn, on how to go out and actually get those people to be a part of, of our community without, without turning them off be greatly appreciated absolutely so uh let's just talk about that in general especially with ray here um it, it's all about just um talking with people when you see them and finding language that allows you to give us a, a fairly neutral question so that you can size them up without uh either embarrassing them or or finding they're on the opposite side and and want to put you put their dukes up uh one of them that I find is is quite neutral at this point is, uh, gee, how do you feel about the booster? So many people, even if they've had the first couple shots and a, a, an additional booster, almost no one is voluntarily going to the fourth shot and, and beyond. 
Seventh now. They're about to approve the seventh shot here in the U.S. Seven. Well, I'm I'm simply saying it, it's it's a, a a simple question that gets you go, uh, the the dialogue going, and and with it, the intent is that they're either suspicious uh, or they are already uh, well awake, and uh, you can work with either of those. Uh, if they're completely in the soup, what well, you could work with them, it would take you hours and days and weeks. And at this point, we don't have that time uh, or, or for that uh, energy. We've got to be efficient. We've got to do it with the people we know. And we've got to convince them around uh, moving forward in this local area. So the very basic parts of it are uh, do things face-to-face. -face. Don't, don't do them over a phone. Do them face-to-face. Do, do that as part of walking. Do that as part of being at a at an activity, uh, whether it's a, a, a little league game or, or or church or or something of that kin. Take every opportunity where you're near people to introduce yourself, and and to ask them their state of mind, and and then to say, "Gee, we really are in difficult times. We really need to group together." I'm glad to meet you because you're local and now I can feel safe that you're not a troll trying to find something out about me and, and uh, to turn it against me. Uh, it's so much easier to avoid the divide and conquer mechanism by doing that local. So uh, there, there are other simple things and, and, and at this stage, we, we want to do only the simple things because if you don't start there, people will, will not even start. So. Now, now, Glenn, I'm going to add to that, all right, because um, we obviously played a song when we opened and you heard it. I know you were in there. I saw you in the green room um, and uh, blue collar. I mean, seriously, everybody we talk to is everybody's we're all we're all basically the same. We all we all work. I work every day. I go to work. I get up every morning, go to work. I do a job and then I get home early enough to get this show off to you all. During my day, though, I install garage doors. I am a service technician. I pull up to somebody's house. I probably pulled up to somebody's house around here that probably listens to us. Matter of fact, I know that for a fact because I met you today. How you doing? How you doing, Jim? <laughs> However, when I do that, guys, you all know what I'm talking about. You've done it. <laughs> you all that are in here that are in the service industry, just like I do, that drive a work truck. You pulled up to those lunatic houses before where you've seen the stuff on the lawn and you thought, Oh, great. This is what I'm walking into. And you walked into the job and then you found out just like I did that the person had the signs out in the lawn, because if he didn't have the signs out in the lawn, his car would have gotten effed up. And you all know what I'm talking about. Everybody's been there. There are diehard Republicans everywhere. You know how to talk to them. They're going to talk to you just the same. That's another time that we can introduce something like this. You can say, even at that, every time that I'm in somebody's garage and they show any hint or interest to something I'm saying, I hand them one of my cards for the show and I invite them to come on and listen to the show. Because that will either A, it's either going to turn them around and say, yeah, you're right. There's a whole group of people that think the same way I do. Or they're going to say, yeah, you're fucking high and you're crazy. And they'll, you know, turn it off. 90% of them, though, I can tell you right now, I don't even know their listeners. And then they go, holy crap, it's you. And I'm like, yeah, I'm here to fix your garage door. How you doing? No, no, I watch you every night. Oh, <laughs> There's a large number of blue collar positions that that uh, uh, 
offer warmth and and you know a, a simple a, a, uh, style that people are are interactive with. They they view you yep. as a solution maker, and and as practical and not and not a regime follower or a protocol follower. That and uh, and as such, it, it is easier to open up. Uh, but there, that, that's not always the case, and that's why uh, having your thinking cap on and 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 thinking through gee what kind of questions do i can i start with to to get a a neutral discussion and then progress from there so uh, i wanted to add to something glenn said because it's really important and builds on what glenn said there's two aspects here um you drop a pebble into a body of water and you get that ripple effect you, you just don't know what your influence is truly going to be you know when we get enough of these ripples and interference patterns going and we can change the whole surface right so everyone has to do their part secondly dr ryan cole said to me in a phone call once he said real life happens in person and so you know that phenomenon of road rage where you get someone behind 3500 pounds of steel and plastic and they become something else and and nobody else is equal to them and they just they get possessed right and i think the same thing guys can happen online and i've literally you know when my mom died my friends came out of the woodwork and even the funeral director said we're not making people wait outside because it was during the lockdowns and people were all massive he says we're just going to let them in it's just not right to have them all out there and and they came in and i had friends that were on diametrically opposed points on the spectrum you guys would call them, you know, Republican versus diehard Democrat or whatever. And then there, I had friends that were literally on Facebook wishing that the unvaccinated were dead. And then I had other groups of friends that were prepping and like you guys had moved into a homestead and they were going super local. I had these friends talking face to face at my mom's funeral, like the old buddies that they allegedly were from grade school right and we'd grown up together and they were talking they were not online bashing each other so i think that brings us closer to our human nature not transhuman but our human nature that which makes us human these personal interactions and there's so many ways of communicating there's sub threshold there's pheromones there's things that we don't even understand just that personal energy i mean ever wonder why we were told as part of the non-pharmaceutical interventions of masking, lockdowns, closure of the schools, um, social distancing, social mm -hmm. distancing. They said that they pulled that number six feet out of out of thin air, out of nowhere. Yeah, sure. Actually, your personal electromagnetic field yeah. extends approximately six feet out from you. Um, so, you know, people yeah. have that sense of personal space. Um, most it's people been known for a long time. Institute mm -hmm. of Heart Math goes back 30 years. You know what I mean? Like they, 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 they understood this stuff. So it's not a coincidence, right? But for us to interact together one-on-one -on -one or in small groups, it's a very human thing to do. We're very tribal, right? And, and, right? I, I, that, I, I mm -hmm. think it's part of that. I, I do think it's part of that. But yes, Kiwi, our vibrations. What the online area has provided to people is a bit of an anonymity. So you can be a tough guy online. You, you, go for it. <laughs> Your keyboard, go for it. Keyboard You're, warrior all the way. Yeah. Outstanding. But in real life, if I ever met you, you would completely back away and go hide in a corner. It's a serious lack of accountability, right? Yeah. So the, the exactly. virtual world is virtual to so many people. It becomes like a damn video game mm -hmm. yeah, where they're not themselves. It's like this transformation occurs. 
And I think we should be held accountable for everything. That's why this whole amnesty thing is just unbelievably no, ridiculous. Amnesty with accountability, uh, without accountability, no, is like let's repeat the same thing again, right? And it's like the um, uh, uh, you said it before. It, I, I agree with you. It, it is there is no accountability. That is the problem. We've gotten to a point in our world where no one is being held to account for anything. Look at this. We, we they just had a shooting. What was it today? In uh, Louisville. In Louisville, Kentucky. Twenty-five-year-old kid. Um, Already, they're coming to his defense before even lunch, and we—I don't even know what the facts are. I was like, I heard about it at. Uh, it, during, I'm surprised they're coming to his defense. He was a white male. Maybe he was gay. That's what apparently this is turning out to be. There you go. And it's going down that whole LGBTQ thing. And I'm like, oh, geez, this is going to be ugly. And I have a, a strict rule. We don't talk about those things for 24 hours. Why? Because in 24 hours, the story changes 25 times. You just got to wait. You got to hear the whole story out. But already it's just like and, and it's that lack of accountability and we, it was really funny because somebody actually actually spawned us into doing this live thing where our faces are on the screen because they, they actually made a comment. Oh, well, you're all safe there behind your microphone and your computer where nobody ever. So then we started doing a live thing and I was like, okay. Well, then we started doing pre-recorded, but video. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well now my face is out there. What are you going to do? How, how else are you going to come after me? Go for it. But it is that lack of accountability that people have these days that is just, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's not natural. No. Not so, at all. So let's let's look what what we're talking about here. So, Mick, you just got sucked in. You got sucked into the vortex of their dialogue and and their debate and and their all of every everything about the divide and conquer. Mm -hmm. If if you hadn't been listening to that and if you had been out and and speaking with other people, you could have been growing your network. But instead, you found these things that anger you, and you you need to sort of you know see more of them. And and to some extent, it, it feels like the kind of thing your tribe talks about. But that's the problem. It all turns into talk, and it's by design on their side to to make everyone be worried about you know and fear. I mean, fear is everywhere in this. Is what's the next fear bomb they're going to throw on us? To, to try to divide us and to make a make another topic we go down a rat hole and get nowhere in in joining together well i've got two of them for you actually one fauci says that there's going to be another pandemic in 2024 and uh be on the lookout for marburg so people are going to be bleeding out of every orifice apparently uh that's that's quite the fear drummer there okay. um and then the second one and this one's a little more insidious, is the mRNA in our food. Yeah. So in our livestock specifically, um, play play this one for me because I have a, a quick clip about this. This is very interesting. Of course, you know, they're saying it's not approved, it's not in your livestock, yada, yada. Mr. Chairman, Shannon Cooper tonight representing the uh, Missouri Cattlemen's Association. I'll try and speed this up. Uh, I am not a doctor. I have flunked out, been kicked out, or dropped out of every major institution of higher education in the state of Missouri. This is probably one of the most poorly drafted pieces of legislation I've seen this session. Any entity that produces, that's my members, that sells, that's my members, or distributes a product in this state, that's my members. 
with the capacity to infect an individual with a disease or expose an individual to a genetically modified material. This past week, when most of you were on spring break in uh, Florida enjoying the sun, I sold a load of cattle. That load of cattle that I sold had been double vaccinated with vaccinations that have this mRNA, which I don't know anything about other than I Googled a while ago. And I bought a load of cattle. And you know what I did the next morning after I brought those calves home? I vaccinated every one of those against bovine respiratory disease. Well, what is bovine respiratory disease? Is that COVID? And is that an mRNA shot? It is. It is an mRNA shot. Jesus Christ. I knew it. I knew Mm -hmm. it. I knew it. Yep. So. So if you want any chance of doing something against something like that, you have to have a group. You have to have an army. You, You at least have to have a a a set of of pods in your community and if you don't have those then you're powerless yep and you, you look at various um sub subcategories there you know food and water and and medical and health and even education and learning communication security uh what else did i miss uh anything else uh oh a method of exchange right so we're looking at uh, you saw what happened in Nigeria when the government tried to issue a uh, a uh, digital currency. Everyone turned to Bitcoin mm-hmm. and Bitcoin tripled in like, what, a couple of days, <laughs> basically mm-hmm. saying we're not we're not going to use your digital currency, Mr. Government of Nigeria. Right. Well, hey, Fed right, right, let, 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 let's let, uh, let's not give things to people that are not all, that are both going to confuse them and be dead wrong inside of the U.S. So. I don't cash, know what you're referring to there, but I'm talking about cash, the dollar cash, bills cash. and the cash. There is yeah. no all of the Bitcoin and and there there are electronic money that has yeah. no intrinsic value. You no, I'm just using an example one of the population. I, I, I get it. We got to be careful here. There are so many simple things. It's a it's around going offline. Just pull the plug on it, and and deciding I'm going to go and I'm going to meet. And I'm going to plan. I'm going to act. And I'm also going to socialize, because because human beings are social beings. They enjoy being together, but they also enjoy enjoy being together when they think they're doing things in combination, that they're they're getting results because they're they're coordinated. Uh, as soon as you put a spy in 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 the team, uh, what's that like going out hunting hunting with guns, knowing that there's a spy there, and at any moment he may take you out. It's horrible. So yeah. in, instead, you want to be thinking all the time of how, how do I how do I engage uh, and find those people that uh, that I can truly t- trust and, and can enjoy the interaction and, and it is local. Now, you specifically mentioned around uh, those that are working and, and the fact that there's very little time for them to to be doing anything specific, uh, and, and that includes driving any any kind of distances. So uh it's common that 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 would be impossible to do uh during the weekday but that that does leave the weekends open and as as is has always been true uh in in periods of conflict and war uh that's that's where the deep planning happens that's uh during the revolutionary times that's where some training activities occurred that's uh in our current environment where where idea exchange can be going on uh, potluck 
dinners are are a, a very common mechanism. And and let me let me switch over to Ray. We haven't actually had him. Uh, he's lived this. His his community has done this, uh, not just in his immediate community, but uh, all across his province, uh, including three fairly significantly sized cities. Okay. Yeah, right. so Thank you so much, Glenn. And I wanted to say thank you to Lynn and Mick as well for their efforts in trying to get this message out to so many people. It's uh, an absolutely necessary part of what we we do to get this <clears throat> into the hands of very ordinary people, get them organized. And before I get into the the process by which we did this here in Alberta, I just want to interject a really fascinating thing. Just a little over a week ago, I was exposed to a currency that I was not familiar with. What it amounted to was a gold leaf that had been encapsulated in a mylar coating, had a value of about $10, but it was real gold that could be recovered if necessary. And utilization of that kind of currency, huh, Meg has got some. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's absolutely no, fascinating. You can get the card. You can get the little card, and you can get a $10 gold leaf, and you can use that for trade. Absolutely. It, it has little punch, punch outs, and you can punch it out, and it, it gives you the denomination of the little punch out, and you hand it to the person. And, yeah, I've heard all about it. I love it. I think it's freaking outstanding. That's the way to go. Yeah, it's a brand new way of uh, currency exchange that I, th I think has a great validity. And if you want to go on to a gold standard, that's the way to do it, in my view. Um, but I want to get to what we were able to achieve here in Alberta. And it's, it's really important that people understand this process. Glenn has touched on this in a in I think a very important way, and that is uh, that we're at a critical point in, in the Western world and things are closing, potentially closing in on us again. Just today, I was informed of a elder facility where they had gone into lockdown again, if you can believe it. Utilizing testing methods that are, uh, we believe, highly questionable, uh, giving potentially erroneous results, uh, but nonetheless establishing a lockdown phase within that facility. We're on the verge of this again, in my view, and we have to be extremely aware of these sorts of things that are happening, whether it's in being imposed by our governments, our health authorities, or other entities, including those senior facilities. We need to understand that we have a choice of becoming a part of a collective which is not healthy or exercising our autonomy to choose our own local social structure, unhindered by government overreach. So part of that whole thing is that concept, as Lynn and, and Mick have said, go local. It starts with pods, what we call pods. And these, these are small units which are essentially 
family or very close like-minded friends who have the comfort of getting together and talking about some of the issues that are so important in terms of maintaining a, a, a good, healthy society. Moving on from that, we need to go into what are what we would call linked pods. In other words, a collection of pods that begin to interact with one another. And there's a whole variety of methods that we can use to interact uh, one with another in those in those larger pods. Uh, we can meet to chat. And in that process, we begin sharing information uh, that is so critical to build that uh, small pod unit. We, we can meet for fellowship, as Glenn has mentioned, with potluck dinners on weekends, or I, I suggest even weekdays, as we have done here in Alberta on occasion. These are times when we can get together, talk about things, and develop ideas. We need to set out a plan to, to meet and meet to plan. These involve more intense discussions as well as acquiring both internal speakers from our group as well as external speakers to our group that can come from other pods who have built up expertise and are willing to share that information with that larger uh, connected or linked pod group. We need to develop what are I term to be careful invitation lists. And what we've done with different uh, groups here in Alberta is that in order for you to join a group, you have to be sponsored by somebody within the group that you know. This allows us to vet those individuals who are coming into the group and it protects the group from external intrusion with nefarious um, uh, obje objectives. So those are some of the things that we could we could potentially uh, discuss. We can expand on those ideas. Um, some of the things that kind of develop out of this are really fascinating. For example, in one particular uh, large group, a uh, highly connected group, which is more regional, Things like community gardens come out of that, community exchange, um, teaching experiences with things like canning, uh, processing your food. All those sorts of things are important if you're, you, you may not be a prepared prepper, but when you're working together with people in your community, it's amazing how rapidly you can acquire the skills necessary to be independent or near, nearly independent. So those are important factors when you start looking at, at what that really develops into. And I want to talk a little bit more about what has happened here in Alberta. But I want to talk about other venues, first of all, that allow us to uh, get into these kinds of 
uh, systems that are uh, conducive toward uh, developing that more um, in integrated whole. And that, that can take place in clubs, uh, sporting groups uh, that you might belong to, or church groups. There may be other types of groups that you can think of within communities that uh, might have routinely previously gotten together, but you very rapidly can find out who is thinking in a like-minded fashion to you. And uh, Mick, you've identified some really interesting sign uh, indicators with people that uh, clearly set that out. Uh, and we could we could get into that for sure. Well, hold on real quick. Um, because also a lot of people in our audience in 2021 and 2022 were involved in their local political campaigns for their America First candidates that they were backing, like Dr. Candace or Dr. Sherwood or uh, whomever it was. You have all those people's numbers still. Those are like-minded exactly. people. Get in touch with them. Just because the campaign ended didn't mean doesn't mean that the fight did. And they're going to be just as frustrated and upset and disenchanted as you are right now. So if you haven't been in touch with them, reach back out. And I realize that our, our guests don't understand our audience, but that's not a big deal because I'll go ahead and put it in what they're trying to say. Folks, go to the fucking bar, all right? 90% of what this country was founded on, we were founded in a bar. Think about it. Everything was founded in a tavern or a bar or a club or something. Go to a bar. Go have a drink with a friend and have a conversation about the current events of what's going on today. And I tell you what, by the time you're done with that drink, you'll probably have about three and he will be completely on your side at that point. In which and case, you'll have four you or five can other people them. standing around listening. Yeah, you can invite right. them to another event, but what we have to have is that follow-on event. You just can't go to the bar and have the conversation. You have to have that follow-on event is what they're getting at. And then join a dart league or you know whatever, whatever sport that the bar promotes and go there regularly. Yeah. You and know? you're going to collect a lot of- therapy, Whatever. You're going to collect a lot of friends in that process. And uh, that's the basis, that's the, the pod from which you can build a larger organization. And I want, want to push this to the next step. And this is what we're, we're seeing in our province of Alberta, is that these groups, once they get together, they start talking about the bigger picture as to how can we change the political atmosphere? How can we change our influence directly as individuals and as a unit. It, it is, I will suggest, somewhat scary to those people who are part of the establishment because generally speaking, the grassroots are not welcome in those kinds of environments. And mm -hmm. it's time that grassroots people got involved, got active and just uh, just the fact of getting together, you start talking about these things and then you need to start encouraging one another to be active within the influential spheres that you need to be. So 
this is kind of an overall plan as to how this can work. It has worked spectacularly in Alberta. And I've been a part of that right from the right from the get go. Part of what happened out of that kind of activity was the convoy that went to Ottawa, the trucker convoy, which, as you know, sparked intense interest all over the world. Mm-hmm. So here in the U.S. too. Yep. Yep. Going local may seem like a small thing, but it very soon snowballs into something highly significant. I was there. I was at the convoy. I live in Ottawa. And let me tell you, it was the most incredible expression of hope and joy you could ever uh, hope to experience. It was, you know, they say you haven't experienced Canada Day until you've been to the nation's capital. Well, that's our July 4th, is our July 1st. And let me tell you, that was like Canada Day times 10. Yes, there were bouncy castles and dogs and kids and everything, but there was there was this celebration of freedom and and this joyous expression of hope and all coming together under a common purpose. That's how January sixth was for us. There by the way, by the way, that 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 descended on DC, all with a common mm-hmm. purpose. We had a million people saying the Lord's prayer together. Wow. A million people saying the Lord's prayer, singing psalms praying is singing god bless america singing saying the pledge of allegiance i mean millions of people it was the most beautiful incredible expression of patriotism and coming together for a a like cause that i have seen in my entire life and i am so grateful and proud that we were a part of that part of it um yeah i, I just wanted for it like you would never believe Sorry, Lynn. I I just wanted to add that that trucker convoy represented not just the people who went to Ottawa. There were thousands, perhaps hundreds of thousands of people who cheered them on as they drove across Canada. And I can tell you personally, I was glued to alternative media every night to watch what was going on and celebrate with those individuals who were there <laughs> representing us. They were they were there vicariously uh, presenting themselves with something that we felt. I made a comment to some of the some of the individuals as we watched the convoy drive drive by and we were honking our horns, we were waving flags. I said to them, I have never felt so proud as a Canadian as I have today. Likewise, Ray. Same with me. I, I will tell you, I've, I I didn't think I had it in me, but I've never felt so proud to be Canadian. Standing there and looking at alternative media and seeing it in person. Just overwhelming. Just unbelievable. You know, There were so many people that we were intermingling with and, and I... I tended to walk around and have a chat with people, people you had never met before, by the way. And people just, (laughs) these are trucks driving by. And these people as observers and participants with tears in their eyes. Yes. It was a remarkable thing to be a part of, a remarkable thing to see. And people from all walks of life, you know, like, I'm technically a person of color, and I will tell you, I, I was not a minority, okay? There were people from all – and a lot of Eastern Europeans, 
there yeah. who had lived through or grown up with communism. And they didn't want any part of what was happening to us in Canada. And then that inspired a worldwide movement. And you guys had the American convoy as well. Yep. And, and yeah. we watched that going right through and we watched it go right up to Canada. And we were like, yeah, maybe they'll come back to DC. No. Well, they did. They did come back to DC and they shut down DC. Yeah. 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 But it was only for like 24 hours. That was I just, the wanna, I just want to bring up one thing here, guys. And that is the antithesis of going local which many people might not consider, but it's the 15-minute city. And the reason is because what we're striving for in going local is self-sustainability, mm -hmm. communication, and the obtaining of accurate information, right? And so we do this in these pods, community-based, very human-based. But the 15-minute city is all about forced and enforced geographical, financial limitation to control and so the, the constitutions, the bills of rights, the charters, out the window. What we're doing by going local is preserving, maintaining freedom. Mm -hmm. And that, that's, right. that's the, big, the big difference. Because, yeah, you'd think, oh, at first glance, 15 minutes, say, hey, what's up with that? Yeah, it's kind of a pod, right? No. <laughs> no. No. I, not I at all this is how we I stop you from like, going one side of the city to the other yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't like to leave no our our little town very often and once our son moves to school in our town instead of 40 minutes away like he is right now i, I will never leave our town unless i want to but if i want to i want to have the ability to go so and that's the point right like everything i need is here Unless I want to go to Texas and buy a cow like <laughs> we are next weekend um, or this coming week. I leave on third. I leave in like three days. We're going to driving to Texas to buy a cow, um, a, a dead butchered cow. It's $4 and 50 cents in Texas. It's $10 a pound here. So which is know. a million dollars Canadian, but okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ultimately going local, going local is about creating a, a self-sustaining community in order mm -hmm to preserve, maintain our God-given rights and freedoms that our ancestors codified and died for and that no other man or woman should be infringing upon. The government yeah. should not be infringing upon. It's so we maintain that freedom that was given to us by God, by nature, mm -hmm. right? And that we tried to codify. It's what our our Western values are are codified there, right? Yeah. So Dr. So, Sam is actually is very very uh, accurate on this, and you know it, what what's interesting is is to see the difference between what we're talking about in terms of pods, and what the controlling interests are doing in terms of lockdowns. Yeah, the lockdowns got you back into a fam family situation, but you have to remember it was imposed. It mm. was not voluntary. And that's a huge difference. And we're, we're getting back to Dr. Sam's contention that these impositions of rules and regulations and lockdowns is actually akin to what was exercised in Marxist countries so that 
people did not have the ability to communicate with one another, had no way of maintaining their freedom, and had no way of challenging what a totalitarian government was imposing on them. This is a completely different concept. In fact, it's completely opposite, even though it might look this similar on the surface. It's very important for people to understand that. 15-minute cities are a curse. They are a curse. They are they a impose, form of lockdown. Mm -hmm. Yes, they are. And uh, they isolate groups of people that may not naturally be uh, compatible with one another. <laughs> That's an important thing to, to consider. So we need to... We need to consider all of these things extremely careful, carefully in light of what their objectives are in doing this. On the surface, 15-minute cities might look okay. And we have individuals here in our own province who think that 15-minute cities are actually quite a good thing. But then they haven't thought to the extended uh, part of what 15-minute cities really represent. Do you want to travel outside of your zone? Oh, like Oxford, England, you get a 70-pound sterling penalty for going outside of your zone. Mm -hmm. Is that what you want? I don't. You want to buy something outside your zone? We'll shut down your digital currency. So, okay. I, I, I get all that. And we, we don't want the 15 minute cities. We've already discussed this. We've mm -hmm. discussed this at great length. Um, I think that's ridiculous. And you're absolutely right. I think it's another form of government control over where and what you can do and how you can spend your money and where you spend your money at. Um, well, I, and it's in, uh, I mean, minus ob all of that violation of okay. the constitution. So what do you want us to do, Glenn? You're muted. you're muted. First, you should unmute. You got to unmute yourself, Glenn. Yeah. I didn't mute you. There and, you go. And, every, and everything that comes up, you got to think in the context of what do I have to do within the current environment? So let, let's take the the uh, uh, the convoys. Uh, the, while as as uplifting as it was, both in the Canada and in the U.S., they're a total failure. Mm -hmm. They they achieve no outcome. Mm -hmm. And in fact, they, 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 they massively dampened a lot of spirit. Now, is, is, is that something like that? Is that, can it still be done? I think it could, but to do it, you would want to be doing circuits, local circuits. You could still have people on top of bridges and, and, uh, and waving flags and, and, uh, but start at a certain point and end at that certain point, have a celebration at that end of that point, uh, Feel that you can do it all in in one day, so that it's not an extra burden uh, or a duty to somehow last many many days. And then, as soon as you're going to be there many days, you know the opposition is going to formulate a team to come and attack you. So, so thinking that those terms of whatever I might feel I I've done in the past or I'd like to do, uh, formulate it in a way that efficient and localized and allows many of the participants to to vet each other so that you, you can keep that trust and that confidence. It's, this is all about trust and, and building the, the trust circle. 
Well, I can tell you this right now, um, just after your our conversation on Friday, which Ray, you were involved in, Glenn, you were involved in, Dr. Sam, you weren't. Um, we already had a meeting. There was already a group that got together. Yep. They got together Saturday night. So just to give you a clue, that's uh, been well heard and well received, and uh, they're already starting. A lot of people down here have already started. Uh, we've started in different ways. Down south, it's not hard. I know up north. I know in the People's Republic of Connecticut, where you live, Glenn, it's a little bit more difficult. And I know up there in the Democratic People's Republic of Canada, or Canada, whichever way you pronounce it today. China. Um, it's the communist country of China. <laughs> China. There Thank you go. You. Thank you. I knew it was going to be something. However, up there, it's not as easy. But down here in the South, people aren't afraid to wave their, their freak flag in the air. Let's put it that way. All right. So, for instance, in front of my driveway, there's a don't tread on me flag and there's an American flag with a freaking snake in the, the it's the Betsy Ross version with the don't don't tread on me American flag flying in my front yard. People know exactly when you drive into my driveway where you're coming to. And I'm sure if the Bureau ever play, pays me a visit, they will know that that's the last house you go to because you don't want to go there because you're just going to be met with a whole bunch of just hell. But and a gator. this is the point down here in the South. It's really easy. All I got to do is drive down the street. All my neighbors got their flags up. Everybody identifies who they are. They mark their territory. It is awesome. And I know up North and I know even down here in the South, because there's some neighborhoods I've gone to and I've met some people down here in the South and they sat there and they told me, yeah, I've got to put a Stacey Abrams flag in front of my house. Why? Because if I don't, the kids will fuck my car up. Whoa. Yeah, literally, that's here in Georgia. That's no joke. Literally, I had a guy, he was agreeing with everything I was telling him. I was telling him all right-wing talking points. And I'm like, dude, what's with the Stacey Abrams banner on your front lawn? He's like, dude, if I don't do that, they'll fuck my car up. Yep. I was like, you have got to be effing, no, I'm dead. This is in our little town right here where I live now. Dead serious. Because if this guy doesn't put that out in his front yard, his car's going to get fucked up. Yep. That's but true. he's a diehard Republican. But he's the wrong color to be a Republican. Well, and by that's why they're going to mess his car up. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely, Vlad. Uh, I'm sorry. My bad. I, Vlad wants to chime in. I just mentioned a couple of things about some of the things I've been hearing. Um, there's, there's, there's a couple of items I think that help. It helps to be aware of. My guess is you already are, but just in general terms, there is this concept called liberating tolerance. It was written by a guy named Marcuse, who was one of the Frankfurt School uh, Marxist think tank strategists, right? Okay. So what he did is he decided that what we have here in the West, or what we had here in the West, Western Europe, Canada, United States, the idea of equality before the law and the idea of giving everybody a voice and everybody a chance to earn based on their ability and their desire to earn, right? That was, in fact, he renamed it as what he called repressive tolerance, meaning that somehow that allowed the dominant order to continue because people were satisfied with the money they were earning and that they really had a chance to express their own feelings and beliefs about their ethnicity or whatever have you. Because it was working, it was effectively repressive, okay? So 
he renamed tolerance replus, repressive tolerance and said it needed to be replaced with something he called liberating tolerance. Now, liberating tolerance was the idea that um, only the people who the Marxists viewed as being oppressed would have a voice. And they would see to it that using critical theory, which means wrecking your car if you have a, the wrong sticker on it, using critical theory, anybody who was part of the dominant group as they defined it would be destroyed in one way or another. So using switching from what, what, what Marcuse called repressive tolerance to liberating tolerance is how we, it actually explains a tremendous amount of what we see around us, things that people mistakenly call leftist hypocrisy, which is in no way, shape or form hypocrisy. It is very specifically strategic and tactical reversal of freedom of speech only for certain people, while perpetuating certain other values as being what must be thought of. And of course, if you've read 1984, you see the, the end goal, or if you've looked at any kind of Marxist republic, and look at North Korea, or the Soviet Union, and so on, you see how that ends up. But I'm, I'm pointing this out because many people are frequently talking about leftist hypocrisy or what happens to certainly i mean i don't even have my face up on here because i live in an apartment building i live in an apartment building in the capital city of this of this country which is so marxist it's it's mostly even people who aren't even aware they're marxist they've they've just adopted that as being the background culture of how they think they don't know it's marxism they don't know that 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 half of what they think has been created by the Frankfurt School or by Runnymede or by the uh, Fabian Society in the UK. All Marxists, they don't know, but they are. And the consequence could be very serious. And Antifa does deal harshly with people that are have a high enough profile that are influential and that stand for classically liberal values, which, of course, is all of us, right? The second thing... Um, going back to the convoy and whether or not it works. Uh, I've been at this a while, as have many of us, and uh, you may or may not remember the Arab Spring. So the Arab Spring, in my opinion, was essentially Obama and the CIA launched that. And it started in Tunisia and was intended to and advertised by the Muslim Brotherhood even before it started as ending in, uh, in Syria. When it passed through Egypt, an interesting thing happened. The Egyptian, the Arab Spring was... It was just the, the, the scale of it was staggering. Millions of people on the streets. Every every major city in Egypt was essentially shut down by the number of protesters. It was tr was terrific, right? And of course, any student of revolution knows that the win happens when the military and the police either drop their weapons and change sides, or keep their weapons and change sides, right? Drop the uniform of the weapons. Either way, that's when the the change. That's when it happens. You have to hit a critical mass of the population, of the public for that to happen, right? So in Egypt, that happened, and they got rid of, was it Mubarak? And they put in a guy named Mohamed Morsi. Now, Mohamed Morsi was the Muslim Brotherhood head chief who was Obama's pick. And you might remember that, well, you'll, I'll come to that part of the story in a second. So for a year or so, Morsi, who was just an unbelievable tyrant and a horrible individual, uh, was in control of Egypt. And Sharia law was becoming the dominant way of living. And they started killing people that were the wrong kind of Muslim. And they started blowing up Christians and churches en masse. And it, the Egyptians didn't like that. They didn't actually like what they got. So they started their own popular revolution, which was uh, like the first one, but it wasn't instigated by the CIA. It was their own. 
millions and millions of people hit the streets. And in the second revolution, they overthrew uh, Mohamed Morsi and they put in uh, a guy named al-Sisi. And al-Sisi was basically just like Mubarak, right? He was just, he was a, effectively a guy that could make the country relatively democratic through dictatorship, which is not as, as contradictory as it sounds, because the institutions of state were more democratic. And, being, and, and it requires a tyrant to do that in places like Pakistan or Egypt and so on. So what I'm, what I'm getting at is that works. And that's why the trucker convoy was cut down, was shut down so harshly and why January 6th was shut down so harshly. Because the only thing that can work is hitting a critical mass where the people are united against a tyrannical state. You have big enough numbers. I saw it happen in Egypt twice in a row, like within a year and a half, Egypt did it. So, you know, I think... Maybe we got to find a way to make that happen. Well, I'm really glad, glad that glad <laughs> glad that Vlad piped up about this because although I understand Glenn's comment, um, I think we have to look at the bigger picture here. And at the very least, the formation of this unification that was the convoy uh, was an inspiration, and it also showed us what we were truly up against. It had to happen. And it, it had to happen. And, 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 and as Vlad said, look at, they pulled out all the stops right down to faking the Nazi flags and, mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and, and the name calling and everything. And then using that as the foundation for engaging the emergency act. Look at, right. look at look at January sixth. They, they put in the undercover FBI agents, the forty right. of them oh, they, that were they involved the in the freaking news hanging from the scaffold. Yeah, they faked the news hanging from the scaffold. Yeah. That was never there. Yeah, it never existed there. It yeah. was never. Not to there. mention, the FBI used their allies Antifa to create massive, violent false flag yeah. attacks on the Capitol building, making we, it look like that. I've you. We've all seen the video of Antifa guys taking off their Antifa stuff and putting on Trump gear and going. I mean, but, but we were there that day. They saw day. it in person. We saw they, it in person. We saw it getting paid. Yeah. We saw a dude that did not belong in the crowd that day on January 6th. He was in a trench coat. He had penny loafers with the little freaking uh, dazzles tassels. off the tassels off the top. I was like, dude, it's freezing cold out here. I'm it's in so boots and I've got long johns on underneath jeans and a sweatshirt and I'm still cold. And he was in a suit a three-piece suit, and he pulled out a wad of cash that was so big, it fell on the ground. That's the only reason I even noticed it. Because I was like, holy shit, that guy just dropped a ton of money. And he handed it to another guy that was wearing body armor and a helmet. Yeah. And it happened right in front of us on January 6th. Do you think I've been questioned about it? Do you think anybody's coming? No. Do you think I, I know FBI agents? I brought it up to them. I've told them about it. I said, hey, look, it's right here. We have they it on camera. They plastered my face on their freaking movie, their January 6th movie that the January 6th committee put out. And uh, I was the woman in the first like 15 seconds. Yep. They completely cut that I'm interview. Right her, by the way, um, it made it sound. I mean, they cut a five minute interview down to 10 seconds and made it sound like I was a freaking proud boy in on the planning. And then they said that uh, every single person in that interview had been um, had been or in that movie had been interviewed. Uh, had been investigated and interviewed. They've never interviewed me. They've never investigated me because I've called them and asked if I was under investigation, and they said. No. And we're currently suing them. Because excellent. we go to church with some of our local FBI agents. So um, I'm like, hey, you know, 
what's going on with this? No, you're no, nothing. Now we hear our name might be on the list of the thousand coming out, which I think will be hysterical. Please come and talk to me because I never went anywhere. I never went in any restricted area or entered the building. I went to the Capitol at the invitation of the sitting president to protest, which is my right as an American citizen per the constitution. So I would love to have a voice there. And they, but that's why they won't talk to me. Well, um, let me let me just bring this all the way back around to the start. Then, just just for a second, we know because after Tucker Carlson aired some of the footage from January sixth, that almost instantly the most famous guy got released from jail. Right? Mm-hmm. We know that that happened because we know the government hid exculpatory evidence about what actually took place in there. Right? Now, 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 Vlad, before you get carried away on that one. Understand that was part of his plea deal. Yeah. Understand that was his original plea plea deal. His original plea deal was to be released on that day. To go into a halfway house. To go into a halfway house. Because you don't go into a halfway house if you're being released from prison. If you're being released from prison because you did no wrong, then you're being released into the public. You don't go to a halfway house. The only way you go to a halfway house is if you're on parole. Yeah. He's He's on on parole. parole. Yes, but he was supposed to be in prison a lot longer. Are you saying it had nothing to do with that video being shown? No, I, I don't think it had no, anything to do with it. It was already arranged. It he was, was already, already out on, on uh, like good behavior, or they did time served. And good plus behavior. Good behavior. Um, and, uh, he was being released anyway. Yeah. Okay, do, but, it, do you think it was planned and coordinated yes. uh, to do it at that time so that we could take credit for the win? Yes. But if you right. actually go back and you look at his original parole deal, that date that he was released is in there. But would you say that the government, that what Tucker Carlson showed proved that exculpatory evidence had been hidden, whether oh, it absolutely a, a thousand percent. Okay. A thousand percent, because yeah. that's the key. So if that's true, and then we look at what Pfizer's doing and we look at what all these other agencies are doing, what, what they are clearly hiding exculpatory and other evidence that concern that, has to do with the outcome of all of these issues concerning the vaccines. Mm-hmm. And that's Absolutely. what we can expect. I, I completely agree with that. I completely think that's what's going on. And that's why I'm so pissed off about it, because sometimes it feels like I'm the only one that's angry about it. Like I get on here and rant about it and rave and people think I'm a fucking lunatic because I lose my shit over it. But it's our country. We're lose every time they get a chance to do this. You don't understand this is a cause and effect relationship on our Constitution. Every time they can cause a reaction from one side or the other, this is causal. Everything affects everything else. It is a delicate symphony every democracy plays. And it's not even a true democracy because we don't live in a democracy. We live in a republic. But nobody wants to call it that because, God forbid, we called it that. That would take away the Democrats. I I do want to wrap this back around real quick, though, because something you said before, Vlad, um, you know, it's like the last three years they have taken the most successful, tyrannical regimes in history, taken the playbook for that and used it in the last three years. Right. And but the one that I think has been significantly overlooked is Stalin's purge of the military. Because this is to all y'all that still think that the military is going to come and save us. I'm telling you right now, it is not. Okay. Please the military do feel that. Has been purged. 
um, and it's been purged on purpose. They have deliberately gotten rid of anybody that still believed in their oath to the Constitution that didn't want to be poisoned. And, you know, they purged the military. Uh, we did get some breaking news. Apparently, General Milley is going to be stepping down in the fall, uh, which is two years too late. But um, and great. But uh, it it doesn't matter at that point. They're all the all the good patriots. Anyone that might have come to save you is already gone. So, but that's, but that's but that see again, and I I think this is where a lot of America gets thrown off. Look, just because they purged the military, big fucking deal. Remember, those guys are still alive. In 1775, it was the three percent. Or the 1%, actually, because it was the 1% of veterans who had fought in the American and Indian War. French and Indian War. Or the French and Indian War for the Brits that stood up and said, you know what? You kicked us out of the military, but guess what? We still know how to shoot. We still know how to fight. Mm -hmm. And they were the ones that stuck around to fight. So even though that those guys are gone, don't think that they're gone. They're not gone. They're like me. They're just in a glass box now. No, I. And now we just break the glass in case of war. That's it. Absolutely. You leave those guys in a glass box, and when it time comes, you smash that some bitch because they're going to take care of everything. But that time's not here yet, and we we need to uh, find the other way. I got you. Yes. For the purpose of forming a well-ordered militia, I think I've heard those words somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, exactly. It was, a, it was a document, I think, 1776. It was signed. Yeah, they, they don't teach that anymore. July second, actually. If you if you I know your history, it was signed July second. It wasn't published until July fourth. But yeah, you know. Anywho, they didn't have instant information like we do today. No. So well, thank you for all that. Thank you very much for all that. That was very interesting. Yes. But either way, Glenn, to your point, sir. Yes, we agree with you. Yes, we need to start doing this. Um, I posted something in the chat. I know probably a lot of people don't understand what I said there, but that is a whole separate issue, and we're not going to get into that tonight because if I say that on here, we probably would get in a lot of trouble <laughs> we'll anyway. Have some people showing up at the door at five yeah, o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those. Things. They need to show up at five because if they show up at six, we'll already be awake. They won't take us by surprise. <laughs> Either way, Uh, gentlemen, we appreciate every single one of you coming on. Sam, Ray, Vlad, Glenn, again, of course, uh, yes, we are going to continue this, and I hope you all come back. Yep. Um, Keep coming back. Yeah, we're Glenn, gonna bring Glenn, you on every well, couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, Glenn's coming back tomorrow. He um, tomorrow at uh, for the second hour. We're gonna do the news hour. Okay. We have been. We apologize, peeps. We we know we've been slacking on the news, and a lot of you depend on us for news. Promise. Wednesday full news show, um, but uh, but tomorrow, Glenn's coming on in the second hour with uh, a, another guest, a whistleblower, um, to tell her story. Right, if I'm Ta- correct. Tanya, Tanya Joy. There you go. Okay. Um, and uh, and then yeah, Wednesday will be a full news show. Um, Thursday and Friday, I will be out of town. So we'll be doing new shows. Thursday I will be calling in as the yes. guest on Thursday and Friday because <laughs> uh, uh, we're, we're killing two birds with one stone. Our son has a prom to go to in Texas and I am getting a cow at the same time. So we're taking a little road trip. And whenever we go on fun road trips, we always meet interesting new people. And we are going to take that opportunity to go and meet a bunch of our listeners in Texas including the one that hooked me up with the cow, especially the one that hooked me up with the cow. Um, so, uh, so we're going to, we're going to hit the road and start, start forming those pods. Um, 
elsewhere know, too. Yeah. Help people form those pods in, in your own community. Cause I'll be going over, I'll be going to quite a few different places in Texas actually. Yeah. Um, from, uh, from Houston to Austin and, and back. So Lindsay, I know Austin's going to be a little bit more difficult, but we can get your rolling girlfriend. So not hard. Anyhow. All right. So, Oh, you guys have been fantastic so, and, and, and would love to come back. Love to have so you. Just, just some, uh, two different really quick items. One mm -hmm. is I, I got to beseech you to keep thinking as much as you found enthusiasm from something big and national, you've got to take that to a much more, more grounded and local space. Uh, two, two different areas that one could be doing that right now. And that's to go to your, your school boards and make them pass resolutions saying they will not support any kind of, of uh, vaccine van coming to the schools. Uh, because that's an intrusion on on people uh, around uh, somehow it making it easy and therefore un, you know uh, doesn't need to be analyzed or or even have the parents have true informed consent. Uh, in addition, I, I want to alert you. I, I don't think this has got much uh, uh, visibility, but there are several states that are looking to to pass laws that prevent anyone from being within a certain distance of transsexuals uh that somehow they're going to get this this giant uh distance that you have to stay away from uh it's completely irrational that uh that that people won't be able to that, are, that have this kind of special protection even though they're often the perpetrators of the violence and uh we need to make sure we spot that and and activate your local pods in order to to push back at the state level Okay. So, um, well, that, that's a very interesting topic and I have a theory about that, but we're going to save it for another day, um, about that. And let me just say, if they start trying to say that you can't come within a certain distance of someone that identifies as a, a transsexual or whatever, that is a one step down the slippery slope from saying that you can't come within a certain distance of someone that is unvaccinated or vaccinated. When you start pinpointing one group, it is so easy to go right on to the next, right? Mm -hmm. While I, I pity and I, I believe that people with gender dysphoria need all of the help and assistance and spiritual support that we can give them. Um, and, and I do think that I think it's, very interesting correlation that all of these people have suddenly, all of a sudden, suddenly evolved, turned transsexual shortly after getting the jab. But um, that's just, like I said, another conspiracy theory. Oh, we definitely have to come <laughs> back. Lots of those. Um, but uh, to your first point, Glenn, I, I want to close out with this one last clip because this is a girl in Maine speaking at a school board meeting um, or maybe in front of the Maine state uh, legislature um, specifically about how she has been well, I'll, I'll let her tell the story. So a 13-year-old girl, uh, amazing courage and bravery, speaking um, in front of lawmakers in Maine. My name is Allie Bell, and I'm a student from Holton who has been impacted by the current law. At 13, I should not have to be here today, but I came to fight for my rights and to get back what was taken from me. You ever felt alone? Do you know what it feels like to wake up every morning and learn in isolation when you've gone to school your entire life? Do you know how hard it is to sit on the sidelines and cheer on your teammates that you've always played with? 
show how hard it is to see pictures of your friends dressed up, going to dances, and not being able to go? Do you know what it feels like to be discriminated against because you don't have an IEP? Imagine watching your classmates that you've gone to school with for your entire life put on their caps and gowns and have a graduation without you. Do you know what it feels like to be forced to leave your family to go to college in a different state? Or what it feels like to doubt your government because you do not feel protected. God has a plan for my life to give me a hope and a future. He has put you all in a position today to make a decision that will direct the rest of my life. By supporting LB51, I'll be able to go back to school with my friends, participate in sports and extracurricular activities, apply to college in Maine, and consider raising my family here. And I will know that there are people that will stand up for what is right, and I will thank God for using you to answer all my prayers. Please support LB51. Thank you. Thank you. My name is Martha Bell, and I'm a mother of two children who will be directly impacted by your vote today. Therefore, I'm asking for your support in passing LD51. In September of 2021, while schools across Maine lost students due to the elimination of the religious and philosophical vaccine exemptions, RSU 29 lost our two children. Most of their interaction is now via electronic devices. As a result, over time, the relationships have deteriorated. The intent to enforce vaccines for all or to separate the vaccinated from the unvaccinated students has not been accomplished. Both of our children still engage in non-school-sponsored sports programs. Those programs utilize public school gymnasiums. They play on teams with public school students, mind you, and we travel across the state of Maine playing against other public school students. Do you see, the law's not been effective. You're doing two negative things. You're decreasing your enrollment, and you're negatively impacting the social and the emotional well-being of the students being drawn, all the while doing no good for the public health. Our kids have experienced firsthand what discrimination feels like. They've had to try and understand why a student with an IEP is able to continue attending public school while they're told, sorry, you need to say goodbye to your friends, your teachers, and everything you've ever known. By continuing to allow this to happen, you would be supporting a discriminatory law against my children and the children like mine across the state of Maine. We have learned through the recent pandemic it that it is not in a child's best interest to be forced into isolation for education. I'm asking you to stay Stand up today for what is right. Not only is it critically important for the students affected right now, but this is the time and you are the chosen people to turn this around. Damn. And that's, that's, what, that's what everyone needs that's to what do. That's what everybody needs to do. Go, I, I mean, find out what laws are about to be passed in your state legislature, what they're having open hearings on, in whatever hill that you feel passionate about. And you guys have heard me say this before. Um, whatever, whatever really flicks your bick, you know, whatever burns your bridge, whatever it is, whether it's what really grinds your gears. Yes. You know, wh whether it's um, bathrooms for, you know, boys not being allowed in, in girls' bathrooms or getting uh, books like Gender Queer out of public libraries or vaccines or the, the lack of whatever it is, find out what laws are going to be passed that will either affect you positively or negatively and make your voice heard and get the people in your community to do the same thing. That's how you win at the local level. Start in your local community, start at your school boards, start at your town hall meetings, your town council meetings, just Start where you know people and where people know you, and then you can get bigger. But 
we can't get bigger until we we have that support. We have that base. You know, people ask people ask me all the time how I've managed to stay with this guy for 18 years because he he can be a little rough sometimes, right? Um, but a little. <laughs> I have been training him my entire life. Okay, Mick and I have known each other since I was 10 and he was 12. We had we grew up together. We've known each other for longer than we've known anybody else except for our immediate families that we were born into. Um, we have that solid foundation. It doesn't matter what happens around us. It doesn't matter what happens to us because no one can shake that foundation. It is the most local, right? Your nuclear core family. If Which you, is something else they've been trying to destroy exactly, from the dawn of man. Exactly. You, you have to, I mean, start with your family and your close friends, your chosen family, not just your blood family. We like to say that, you know, we have the family we're born with and we have the family we're that we choose. And sometimes the family we choose is stronger than the family that we're born with. Um, start there and, and work out from there because that's where you're going to make a difference. Again, gentlemen, we appreciate every single one of you coming on, and we look forward to you coming back in the future, either individually or as a group. It, it's immaterial to yep. us. Just ask, and we'll always provide. You know, if you want to talk about something else, trust me, we do some crazy stuff on Sundays. We talk forever on Sundays. We'll talk your ear off. But uh, we do have to go tonight. We do have a hard stop. Either way, we do appreciate you all mm -hmm. being here. And uh, where can everybody find you? Uh, Dr. Sam first, because uh, we'll start with you because you're right next to us. Well, thank you so much. Uh, look me up. The Fifth Doctor podcast on Rumble. Uh, in there, you're going to find interviews with some of the most prominent voices in the medical, health and legal communities uh, regarding our fight against this unbelievably unscientific, unethical, uh, unnatural uh, narrative. So please check that out. The fifth F-I-F-T-H doctor on Rumble and subscribe. Uh, there's a lot of great interviews. I got a lot more stuff coming on there too. So Don't for the audience. Out there, you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. God bless you. And to God bless everyone out there from me, be human, be strong and be free. There you go. And uh, that's, uh, again, the fifth doctor that's on Rumble, the fifth doctor podcast on Rumble. So I didn't, he was speaking too fast and I couldn't get it in there. Sorry. Oh, My sorry. Anyway, Mr. Ray, you go ahead, sir. Tell us where we can find you at. I think yes. I've got your stuff up here, Action for Canada and everything else. Already. Um, we're associated with uh, some of the groups here in Canada. And uh, certainly we're uh, involved with the group uh, here, L4A, and uh, I can be reached through uh, Glenn Mackle's contact as well. All righty. And we appreciate you, sir, as well. Thank you for being here. And uh, of course, I'm coming to you next. I'm not even going to bring you up, but I already got your stuff already set out. So you're already good, yeah, sir. Yeah, glad to have this blog. You are good to go. And Rare Foundation. Yeah, thank and you Rare very Foundation. much. Yep. It's right here, and I got that one right there. Yep. So there yep. you go. Thank got you. them both. So you can find Vlad at both of those locations. And Glenn, you, sir, of course, last but not least. Oh, uh, you're muted again, I Glenn. I think I, I muted Oh, him. yeah, he muted you. Okay, there now you go. we got gotcha. you. Uh, under Rumble Channel, it's, it's Rumble slash user slash uh, yeah. L4A, love for all. 
uh, TV one. Uh, I'm, when I come on tomorrow, we're setting up uh, a new uh, uh, Proton Mail for uh, for queries. So I'll, I'll I'll go I'll display that as well as uh, talking about some of the other things on the slides. Hey, do me a favor. Send me that before um, before the show tomorrow, so I can post that. I can just put it in our banners, so I can just sure. click on it and bring it up. Awesome. All right. Okay, we'll do. That'll be easier. All Sweet. right. Appreciate it, gentlemen. Y'all have a wonderful night, and uh, we will see you tomorrow, Glenn. As for everybody else, Dr. Sam, uh, Ray, I hope you all had a happy Easter and enjoy the rest of your evening. For the rest of you guys, we've got some uh, housekeeping. We've got to clean up, folks. Yep. Thank have you, a good night, gentlemen. And uh, so for the rest of you guys, uh, what are you guys all up to? I see a whole lot of conversation. Yes, we will be back tomorrow night, 545 for Liana's Lounge, 6 p.m. for the show. And uh, we got to get rid of Red Pill real quick because we're coming down on their time. Uh, we have a couple minutes here. Okay, so we got a couple minutes. All yeah, right. when my alarm goes off. All right. Yeah. So, so either way. Um, all right. So Mikey Pellows is our featured sponsor tonight, too, as, by <laughs> yes, the way. Yep. So go to Mikey Pellows. You can MyPillow.com slash defiant. You know exactly what to put. I don't have to say it. I've said it three million times on here. Go to MyPillow. You can use promo code defiant mm -hmm. and that will get you up to the 66 percent off or the best offer that they have currently going right, right now. now he's got a closeout sale on the uh the slippers that you wear constantly oh those i think they're like 25 bucks a pair holy crap yeah can i get a pair you already have a pair can i get another pair uh, maybe yes. can I get a different color <laughs> yes just different color. <laughs> yes i'll just get you a different, different color <laughs> either way we'll be back uh again tomorrow night yes uh, we will be back tomorrow night uh and wednesday as well um and then uh, again, Thursday and Friday, I'm on the road. I think. Th no, Thursday we're going to do a show. Thir yeah, so I will do a Nick's show. Thursday. going to be doing a show. Um, I'll do a show Thursday and Friday. Yes, and I know. Saturday. I know. I'll be doing shows so, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And Sunday. Holy shit! Nick's doing shows oh. on his own. So I, oh. I may, I, I may, um. I may line up some co-hosts for him, especially. No, 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 you won't. Thursday, because I. Uh, no, 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 I will no. be legitimately you know what? on the road. I'm going to do it shirtless. I'm going to do it in honor of Justin. Oh shirtless. God, no! Yep. Oh please, yep. no. We're going to do the shirtless. No. We're going to do shirtless shows. What up, fuckers? Oh, yeah. Guy <sighs> shows. Yes, Leo Slayer's like yeah, guy shows. Oh God. Anyway, okay. yes, we do have to do our tribute. You're yes. absolutely right. So we're going to do that right now. So if okay. you got it, light it up, spark it up, get it ready, right. go. Because here's the warm up. Because we got to go it. quick. You got it. You got it. We do have to go quick. Okay. For Justin, we miss we, him every I day. Might be, I might do a call in show on Friday. I'm thinking about that. Actually, Cisco, you're, you're, get out of my head, dude. Just get the fuck out of my head, bro. bro I, seriously. I'll either be with. Uh, I'll either be with Lindsay or with Jaekwondo Master on Friday. I don't know. We'll see. So, um. That Ooh, we might get to talk to Jake Wando Master. That that'll be fun. Ooh, yeah, be cool. good stuff. So that'd be awesome. That would be fantastic. Because um, again, I'll be doing shows from the road, but I don't think I'm going past Liana to get to Texas. No, you will go to the south side. You'll stay to the south of. Will I be going past Janet? No, you won't be anywhere near Janet. You won't be anywhere near Liana. Actually, you're Lindsay. Linz. That's too bad because I got to give Janet her sweatshirt back. Linz, you're going to be going right past Linz. Oh, I'm going. No, I'm going. Lindsay's further past. No, oh, Linz. Linz. No, she's in Florida. No, Linz is in Louisiana. Is Linz? Linz, Linz are you? B is in Louisiana. 
All right. Lindsay, you in Louisiana? I could have sworn that she was in Florida. No, she's in Louisiana. I don't think that's right, but okay. Anyway, anyone who is uh, on on the road between Georgia and Houston, hit me up because um, I'm going to be looking for a place to stop at some point. So we'll, I'll come stop in with the Antichrist and um, otherwise known as our teenager. And uh, yeah, we'll come say hi. Might be three in the morning, but um, you know, anyway, so good stuff. It'll be pre-coordinated before they get this. Yes, I, I would hope so. She's not just going to pop it. She is in Louisiana. All See, right. I told you. Okay, okay. I told you. You were right. I, I know you. I was. I gotcha, I gotcha. It's so rare. Boom. I know. It is so rare. <laughs> and then on Saturday, because two Saturdays ago, I told my perspective of our story, our history, uh, on special requests. And um, Mick's feeling left out and jealous and a little... Uh, no, uh, no, I'm not. I, I just know, thought just, it was I'm a just good... Kidding. I thought it was a good It is, because it's, a very, share it's a very different perspective. perspective yeah. um, with, the guy laying in the bed instead of the girl standing over the bed. Exactly. Um, just remember, when he tells you he was in a coma for three years after his brain surgery, he was not. I have pictures to prove it. He was up and moving. He just doesn't remember any of it. So, anyhow... You get to hear it from a perspective of somebody who forgot a lot. So Saturday, Mick will be telling his story about his brain surgery and his uh, military Three dozen career and um, how he's regained the feeling back in his foot after 17 years from his perspective. And, uh, and then Sunday, um, we are going to start on, I believe, the second book of Enoch. Correct. Yeah, because the following Sunday we have a, a different guest, but that's Correct. okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I think that's it. All right. We got to get out of here. We do. Drop the red pill. We got to go. Uh, you guys have a great night. We well, will we see you tomorrow outro. night. Yep. And uh, red pill folk, folks, have a great night. Yep. Go over, tune in to Josh. He's coming up next. Um, and that's always a good show. And you know mm -hmm. how that works. And also always tune in to Liana's Li Liana tomorrow morning at yep. 905. 9.05 on the foxhole. On the foxhole. Uh, is the only time you can net. find her. You got um, it. But we we love being in there. And Liana, great show this morning. I loved 1776. That's my favorite. That's my favorite musical ever. I love 1776. It is so outstanding. I mean, they should make that required viewing it in school. It and should be required should, to watch. Right before up there you with become, Schindler's List. Before you become an American, I think. You now, should have you know, to be forced now you to have watch to, that. You have to watch Schindler's List before you graduate. Really? Yeah. We had to watch Schindler's List. Oh, no, it started. No, I, you know, I did. It started my year. I didn't. I never yeah, did. That's right. Um, Either way, you guys have a great night. Yes, yeah. I'm going to release, yeah, release it. I've got to open the. Sorry, my release bad. My this bad. This is scratching. Oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. I know. I know. I know. I know. Hold on. I'm coming back. <laughs> shut right. it. We got to shut up. And let me release it. All right. It's out there you guys right, are good you guys got out it. it's out you guys have a great night we will see you tomorrow night go get Again. your gold pills hit that red pill for us yes please and mm -hmm. uh 5 45 tomorrow night for liana's lounge 6 p.m for the start of the show you got and it we will see you then have a great night fuckers till then for the mick and Lynn. have a great night and we'll see you tomorrow night fucks if i can get out of here <laughs> you can't it won't let me <laughs> thanks no. for watching y'all